0: Do you happen to have a chance, Cube? I don't,
1: but I do have some dice for Marvel Dice Throne. Coming soon, Marvel Dice Throne is a fast and fun board game for all ages. Each player selects one of eight heroes to face off in a head-to-head battle to see who earns the right to take the throne.
0: Gameplay involves strategically rolling dice to activate special abilities, playing unique hero cards to manipulate results, and upgrading your hero board to power up your stats. The project is currently being crowdfunded on Kickstarter, so head there now to check out their Kickstarter exclusives and reserve your copy today. Hello there, I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And Daniel, who will be our other host, co-host, had to work late tonight, so uh, it's just Daniel, us Daniel, we for miss the you already. Episode, I know our poor buddy. We really wanted him to come on, but he is seriously overworked, y'all. So we're going to try and get him on the first episode. Will be like kind of a, a welcome like hello welcome hello. to star wars visions and then the upcoming episodes will be more like dealing with like the actual short films yes so he was i think we were okay with with not having him today but i really hope he's back for the duel next time it's only two of us tonight but normally we're three who we <laughs> <laughs> we love science fiction and fantasy stories so of course we love star wars
1: And if there's one thing the internet will never have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So we are here Mm -hmm. with yet another Star Wars podcast, Season 2, where every week we journey to a galaxy far, far away to discuss some new stuff in the current Star Wars canon and beyond.
0: This week, we're taking a look at the newest Disney Plus Star Wars show, Star Wars Visions. Anders, are you ready to embrace the anime side of Star Wars?
1: You know, I'm not really an anime guy, but... A lightsaber can be whatever shape or size or whatever you want it to be. So let's just get right into it, Colleen. Like you said, this is going to be our kind of just general intro to Visions. Uh, we will be doing kind of an episode by episode as we move on in the coming weeks. But to start us off, Colleen, what's your just general overall reaction to Visions? What What was it like when you watched it?
0: Ooh, well, <laughs> I binged it all in one evening Well, I did the dub version first because... I was very tired when I watched it the first time. And then I watched the sub next. I absolutely loved it. I loved every part of it. It was exciting when Disney announced they were doing an anime inspired series just because they actually like reached out to Japanese studios to help them do it instead of trying to make an anime series on their own. It was like props to Disney for actually doing that. I like that. They do have some ties to anime through these Studio Ghibli films, but this is their first true foray into televised anime, which is something very different from anime style movies, like very different. Some anime is real weird folks, like for our recommendations, we're going to head into some weird territory. (laughs) I did notice this one cool thing while I was doing some research. Osamu Tezuka, who is a Japanese artist nicknamed the father of manga, was influenced by early Disney animation. Like his style of animation was based on Disney, so it's kind of like a give-take, anime-Disney, anime-Disney, it's great. His signature creation, Astro Boy, is also very similar to one of our titular heroes that we will be talking about eventually, T-0B1. And he's in Visions, and he's adorable, I'm gonna we'll talk about him. Tezuka invented the distinct large eyes, you know how anime characters usually have those big yeah. like bulging eyes. He's the one who invented that concept
1: interesting interesting i could definitely see how that's influenced by disney as well i mean Mm -hmm. there's the uh what is it it's like the classic you take the disney princess this is how wide her eyes are compare that to their waists, and it's not good
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) very big expressive eyes
1: (laughs) yes very important in animation Mm -hmm. so yeah i just remember when they announced this i had zero idea on what to expect up until the point of, like, maybe a week before it came out, we had no idea. Like, you know, you and I and Daniel, we were all talking, like, do we want to, like, cover Visions when it comes out? Like, sure, sure. Well, how are we going to structure that? Because we have no idea. All we knew was the tagline, like, nine short films from different anime (laughs) studios, and that's it. Nothing Mm -hmm. about length, nothing about content. And But there was also just something oddly freeing about that. this That we had no real idea. There was so much mystery. Personally, I was really looking forward to looking for how long each episode was going to be, though. Um, I got to give you some props, Colleen, for for waiting until binging it in one evening. I strategically scheduled a couple meetings so that I could binge it during my (laughs) workday. I had a slow workday that day. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) But I just had so much fun with this. It was so interesting to get into I'm like I said I'm really not an anime person overall um, I've gotten to do a couple of like American anime inspire things yeah. Avatar Legend of Korra Castlevania we'll get into more specifics about the individual episodes and what was great about them but there was just so much to love about every <laughs> single one of these stories
0: yes very Star Wars very Disney like parts of them were very Disney and yes. some of them were very not Disney I was Kind of they were very harsh.
1: I a few of
0: them. I was like Disney. Okay, this all right.
1: There were a couple where what I was like. I think I I went on a major Star Wars reading binge this summer, um and you did, I, folks. <laughs> and uh, I, I I could recognize some influences for a couple of stories. I think.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, like oh yay! <laughs> the stories work for a reason, people. We just like to give it a nice twist every once in a while. Absolutely. All right. I think now that we're done with like our kind of initial takes, we're going to head into some of our more like questions, takes, a little bit of like facts about Star Wars, mm-hmm. about its connection to Asian culture, about its connection to a particular person who has tendrils all around American Hollywood, which we will discover along our way. This person is Akira Kurosawa. This this is a tough time. <laughs> because asian cultural inspirations are so deeply embedded in star wars whether some fans want to believe it or not and george lucas has been very forward about it he's like but yeah he's never no, shy about that <laughs> never never once has he denied it he admitted that the hidden fortress which is a 1958 samurai film by kurosawa inspired parts of star wars i would say it inspired almost all <laughs> <laughs> when you watch the hidden fortress you're like wow this is very close there is a general trying to get a princess to a destination there are two nobodies who begin the story and narrate it who are mm-hmm. our droids screen wipes to change scenes does this sound familiar to <laughs> us it wouldn't be the first time that hollywood directors borrowed mm-hmm. from Kurosawa, or western directors even because we have sergio leone who did a fistful of dollars which is based off of a Kurosawa's Yojimbo, and then probably the most famous, we have John Sturge's The Magnificent Seven is based on these seven samurai. Didn't even try to get away from the table. Yeah not,
1: yeah, not even trying to change that, no.
0: Didn't even try. And then he also influenced other directors like Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg, who have admitted it too. They're like, oh yeah, Kurosawa. Oh
1: yeah. A monster. I mean, Western Western films are very, very much just samurai films in general.
0: Yes, we like that kind of honor code thing which we will eventually talk about later as we dip into more (laughs) cultural influences here. Yeah, What do we have next?
1: Well, next, I mean, the other big thing that was going on when Star Wars was out, big influence for George Lucas was the Vietnam War and how much that Mm -hmm. actually influenced the original trilogy. Originally, Lucas was actually interested in just straight up making an anti-war Vietnam film. He yes. was in the running to direct Apocalypse Now before Francis Ford Coppola got the job. Mm-hmm. That would have been interesting. I, I want to say.
0: I don't think it would have been as dark.
1: It would not <laughs> have been. It would not have been the same. A lot mm-hmm. more experimenting with some with some special effects. A lot less nice c- tight camera angles. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so lucas has gone on record as saying that the united states represents the empire in his saga and the rebellion is the vietnamese forces trying to push the imperials out how much that right. metaphor ultimately I mean, I mean, holds up probably... based on your taste is a little bit different <laughs> <Yeah>. i mean <laughs>
0: Not just america i mean france is in there too France yeah. has a lot to shoulder for this for the vietnamese yes. more, but yeah
1: <laughs> i have a feeling some fanboys would be uh very very distressed to hear that <laughs> And then, I mean, on a two thousand and four re-release of Return of the Jedi, Lucas likened the Ewoks to the Viet Cong, who were able to defeat a very superior opponent in spite of inferior weapons. I don't mm-hmm. know if the U.S. soldiers would like to know that they are the bumbling stormtroopers in Return of the Jedi, but you know, it's. <laughs> are we? It's
0: just what it is. Yeah. So
1: during a two thousand and five mm-hmm. Chicago Chicago Tribune interview, uh, Lucas claimed that the film quote was really about the Vietnam War and that this was a period where Nixon was trying to run for a second term, which got me thinking historically about how do democracies get turned dictatorships because democracies Mm. aren't overthrown, they're given away, end quote, with thunderous applause.
0: Oh my gosh, if only we had known about that in
1: 2016.
0: (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) It's <laughs> like 10 years later, poor George Lucas is probably like, guys, I really didn't. D- 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 no, I told you. Stop. You have yeah, been told. I told you. Yeah, <laughs> you have been told. And like you just said, Padme's line about this is how Liberty dies. Yeah, It's like, mm, friends. Okay. Getting away from a little <laughs> <laughs> serious topics. <laughs> we have Japanese and anime cultural tropes that appear in visions. We're going to go into this a bit more in detail in the individual episodes, but here are some of the main influences we'll be discussing. This is my favorite, of course, the samurai and the Bushido Code. Samurai were the hereditary military nobility of medieval and early modern Japan. Like They were around a fairly long time. They were usually on retainer to the daimyos or feudal lords of the era. They followed a code that was loosely similar to the European concept of chivalry, which is the Bushido code. (laughs) Much like the Jedi, mm, here we go, George, the samurai were warriors as well as moral and ethical leaders of their communities, in theory.
1: (laughs) Always in theory.
0: (laughs) What they were supposed to be, same with medieval knights, like you get this whole like courtly intrigue and courtly behavior that was supposed to go on with knights. And we know because of Game of Thrones and also (laughs) history. (laughs) That that is not usually what happened.
1: (laughs) No, but it's what you could always say what would happen.
0: Yes. Yes. This is the code we're supposed to remember. But as Jamie Lannister says, they make you promise so many things. (laughs) Like they make you take oaths upon oaths upon oaths. Which ones are you supposed to listen to? I don't
1: know. I I don't know.
0: And we shall see that in visions that there are people listening to very different codes. (laughs) Whether it be Jedi, Sith, Friendship. Lots of different things. So many. Very ex- I'm so excited to go it's over so, all this. Oh stuff. my god.
1: Yes. I'm just like actually Like, can we just like do like a 10 hour episode now?
0: And just right, right. And it's just, just there's just so much stuff that we're gonna get into, you guys. Okay, next we have the katana blade lightsabers. I have to Anders, so what did you cool. think of these?
1: I thought they were really cool. I was a little confused as to why they had sheaths, but on the whole, yes. I just thought they were really, really cool.
0: Yes, amazing looking a katana blade is a Japanese sword characterized by a curved single edge. So not like a broadsword. It doesn't have double edges. It's got the single blade. With a circular or squared off guard, often used with two hands. This is a two-handed weapon. A few characters in Visions have these katana-like blades, such as Ronin and F, who is also one of my favorite characters. I love her. And like Andrew said, they have the sheaths or the scabbards at their side. Not really sure how that works with activation. Maybe they're just always
1: active. It's It's like a Beskar type
0: Yes, that would be kind of Older, cool if the sheaths were bescar because yeah. it could contain the blade. Or if it has, like, enough of a jutting out point where it can stick in the scabbard still and not have to be ignited. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about those later. I'm sure Daniel has some ideas about that, too. <laughs> Next, we have Sake, one of my personal
1: favorites. Yes.
0: <laughs> this is a Japanese rice wine, often served with a special ceremony and special glassware, which can be seen in the Village Bride hilariously. We're going to talk a lot about The Village Bride, guys. That episode is probably going to be real long. Next, we have two things that I don't want to go into too much depth here because we will be going into them a lot. Connection to nature is a big part of Asian culture, Japanese cultural tropes. And then we have family or clan traditions, which will come back in many of the short films. And then kind of a fun one I wanted to throw in here, band animes. (laughs) With Tatooine Rhapsody, there are so many... Not even just musical anime, but anime that have musical elements to them. And it's kind of interesting, some of them use English language versions for their songs instead of Japanese. So if you're watching the subtitle version of something and they burst into song, all of a sudden it's in English and you're like, why? <laughs> but <laughs> it's just the song that they picked. So we will, and that is like another, that's final, like one of the more lighthearted episodes too of Visions that we'll get into is Tattoo and Rhapsody. So
1: I love Tattoo Rhapsody. <laughs>
0: It's lower on my rankings. I'm not gonna lie, but it still is cute. It's like pizza. There is no bad Star Wars Vision short film. Yeah,
1: we'll talk about that when we get into our rankings here in just a minute. But yes, yeah, just the whole thing was so much fun. All right, next up we have. There has been a little bit of backlash against Visions from certain corners of the internet.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is wild Despite shit, that, you guys. there
1: are like some really fantastic reviews and a really heartfelt welcome for the series from a lot of fans there was Mm -hmm. this kind of backlash people on Twitter and social media Mm -hmm. were complaining that, you know, anime has no place in star Wars and they watch Mm -hmm. the show and they're like, Oh, it's too Asian or like too Japanese. Like, why is this? It can't be star Wars. If it's that. Right. I mean, we, yeah, since, you know, we talked just a minute ago about the main influences on star Wars coming from an Asian creator and Asian cultures, it's kind of (laughs) important to remember that that is, you know, true. And giving right. these creators the chance to just play in the Star Wars sandbox gave new ideas and insights into what Star Wars can is and can be indeed kind of mm-hmm. what it always has been. I right. mean, I, I right. really don't know if how you can watch Star Wars, even not knowing the full history of how Kurosawa, Vietnam War, how you can watch mm-hmm. that and not recognize Asian cultural influences. <laughs> I don't know how I you mean... could see a Jedi and not... <laughs> Darth
0: Vader's freaking entire outfit, you guys. (laughs) His helmet is designed to look like a samurai (laughs) helmet. What are we doing?
1: (laughs) I know this isn't this isn't Japanese, but I mean, Yoda's basically a little Buddha.
0: He really is. Yes, the like the wise man of nature. Yeah. Who talks about balance and becoming like one with yourself? Like, yes. (laughs) What are we doing? it's so wild i kind of have a feeling like asian fans were like well george lucas has no fucking right to take kurosawa's stuff either like yeah it it can go both ways that's why it is an homage and why there are so many movies with the exact same tropes because they work and they're entertaining and this is what we have it's what we get so if you don't like it that's fine but also don't belittle don't take away
1: from other people
0: yeah, don't take away from other people's enjoyment. As one of our friends says, "Don't yuck my yum." <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, that's fine. But then just say, you know, it's not, it's not for me. It's not my thing. Yeah, you don't have to be a dick about it.
1: <laughs> Colleen has tried to get me into several animes, and so far, yeah. I haven't made it past episode one of any of them. But
0: hey, never you say never. Watched, you only tried Attack on Titan, as far as I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it past episode one.
0: No, I tried, uh, what's the other one?
1: What's the one that Sarah loves?
0: Oh, Full Metal.
1: Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. Full Metal Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah, still haven't.
0: (laughs) So many. Everything is coming out right now. (laughs) I think that Bebop would be the best bet for you. I think you would very much enjoy Cowboy Bebop. Okay, okay. Just because of the kind of characters you like and the style, like the style of animation that you find more appealing, I think you'd like Bebop more. Okay because sometimes it is hard to get into it. It's very like emotive and very like over the top at times. And it depends on if you're watching the sub or the dub too, because some of the dubs are like, what? No. Who directed these English voice actors to do this? Because no, (laughs) which we will get into certain episodes of visions (laughs) later. (laughs) Okay. We're going to move on now to our power rankings this is just power rankings for me on like my first watch or my first run through. I'm yes. sure things will move and shift around by the time we get done with this season. And we'll have to do like a revamp of our rankings and get Daniel's initial thoughts too. Of course, here are mine from one to 10 or one, one to 10, mm, one to nine, the ninth Jedi, my favorite. I love it. The Duel, the elder, the village bride, Lop and Ocho, which I'm very excited to talk about. Yes. The Twins, Akakiri T0B1, and Tatooine Rhapsody.
1: All right. So I sat down to do this, and you're right, this is only a, kind of on the first Watson. This was ridiculous. Re- Ridiculously hard to do because every single time Mm -hmm. I would look at my list and I'd look kind of towards the bottom. I'm like, God, that one can't be so low. I have to move it up. And then I'd look at it again. And now there's something else. at the No, I have to move that up. And it's Mm -hmm. when we're talking about differences between these, like every single one had so many individual pieces that I loved and stuck out so much in my mind that I'm like, I want to put it at number one for that piece or for that instance. Yes. So um, when we're talking about the differences between these episodes, like it's not like we're it's not like oh this one's a nine and this one's a seven and this one's a five. Right. We're talking about like this one's a nine, this one's an eight point nine seven.
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> <This> pretty <one's... laughs> much all above an eight. Like yeah, all of them are very so very good. tight
1: raise here. So mm-hmm. I just, I put the ninth Jedi is number one. I I just freaking loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I have Lapanocho, the Elder, the Duel. The twins, the village bride. Again, I can't believe the village bride is like that so like far down, but it's uh
0: maybe when I we have, relook, it'll grow, it'll yeah, get higher. It'll it'll <laughs> get
1: higher. Uh then I have Tatooine Rhapsody, T0B1, mm-hmm. uh, and Akikiri is at my bottom. Mm-hmm. And I think Akikiri, I think on this might have just suffered from being the end of the end of the binge. Like I just don't remember as yes. much about it. It doesn't stick out as much from mm-hmm. that yep. type of watcher so I have a feeling that'll move when we go back <laughs> and do this kind yes. of at the end I've, which I have a feeling we'll probably do
0: yeah I think we definitely will I especially with Curie, now that I like think back on it, I'm like I'm being too harsh to that one because it is really good and really beautiful mm-hmm. and I just need to watch it when I'm not ridiculously tired yeah okay next I just want to touch on the anime studios who are behind the magic of this series Seven studios offer short films to be included in the Visions collection, and two of them, Science Saru and Trigger, actually contributed to a piece, which is really good, and they're both different. Like, their contributions are very different, kind of showing off yes. what these studios can do. Like, you couldn't say which studio did two. Their just styles are no, very I was No, like, I was
1: looking for it. I was like, all right, which ones are going to be, like, the two that look the same, and there, there mm-hmm. were none.
0: No, they're very, very different. I, I'll be excited to talk about that, too. The other featured studios are Kamikaze Doga, Studio Colorido, Gino Studio, Kinema Citrus, and Production IG. We'll talk more about the studios as we get into the individual episodes so we can focus on them a little bit as we're going through like their kind of visual style, the things they like to do, and what other anime they've produced.
1: All right. And then kind of one of our other points here is diversity. I mean, just the... This is one of the kind of quote-unquote selling points of Star Wars Visions is to make the Star Wars universe more diverse. In fact, going out and finding mm-hmm. different creators to bring up new stories. But taking a look kind of at, this, at the, the shorts themselves, the majority of the characters are human or humanoid. And mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the towns are kind of populated with a lot of different races, more in the background. Obviously, in animation, you have yeah. a lot more freedom. So, yeah. Colleen, would you have liked to see more alien protagonists kind of like lop instead of focusing on the humans so much?
0: Yes <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's easy to draw hum- well, it's not easy quote unquote to draw humans, but I think it's easier mm-hmm. and it I think a lot of people are able to engage more if it's a human protagonist, although I think lop kind of proves that. If you have an alien protagonist that is that like great, people will watch and they will ask for more content on it. I did like how all of the bounty hunters in the duel were aliens, quote unquote alien versus human. Yeah. And these stormtrooper raider people were human. I love that. I was like, oh yep, here we go. We're from <laughs> Palpatine's influence again. We've got all the humans <laughs> on one side yeah. and aliens on the other. How about you? Would you I, like to see
1: I would I would like to see a few more protagonists, a few more a few more of those characters brought into the forefront. I liked the kind of the makeup of the band in Tatooine Rhapsody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um uh and to focus on those, I mean I do get it, yes. You can draw the most the coolest looking, like most intricate alien and be like, this is gonna be my main character, and then I'd assume then you're like crap, now I have to make it move. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> to decide what all these oh. tiny little offshoots that they drew have to do every single time
0: yeah tentacles um, are really cool although trying to animate them mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so i'm guessing that was a bit of a constraint also i mean yeah we connect to those those jedi and those those sith that that look like us very much mm-hmm. so and i mean especially you know so many people talking about diversity like we want to, they want to see more Asian characters represented on screen. Yes. So to have Asian, Asian inspired humans (laughs) to, to focus on Mm didn't, don't want to, you know, shortchange anybody on the meaningful impact that that had.
0: Yes. Yeah. I loved that. If we get like actual uh, Asian characters there were.
1: But yeah, if we move into a season two and we can kind of grow this more, definitely. Let's focus on some aliens. Let's get into some weird shit. yes (laughs)
0: yes <laughs> do it just let japan fly exactly let's let it go there are like so many cool creature and character designs out there that could be utilized for star wars and like bring absolutely it.
1: give me star wars oh, version of a flying spaghetti monster let's see what happens
0: they could do it too they could I me, know well, they <laughs> could japan would be like cracking knuckles be like, be like oh hold i got my this. beer yeah exactly i can do this hold my sake <laughs> Now we just really want sake. (laughs) This is going to be a problem.
1: All right. Well, before we move on, let's take a quick ad break. And before we get into the great canon debate. It's our third annual Forgotten Horror Spooky Spectacular. Is that really what we're calling it? It's what I'm calling it. We should be calling it presented by John Carpenter as we're doing two of his films this year with Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness. We're also getting stranded with bloodthirsty vampires for 30 days of night and trying to scare Jessica to death in Let's Scare Jessica to Death. You didn't think that last one through, did you? Nope. Forgotten Horror is back. And as always, we're part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
0: Keep it spooky, y'all. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week we preview and review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course our fellow critics and podcasters. The Nomcast is available on nomcastpod.com or wherever you get your podcasts on the socials at nomcastpod and is a part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. As Andrew said, we're going to get into the Great canon debate now which is super fun all the time. How do we feel about Visions not being canon? And this was said, it was stated outright that Visions is not quote unquote canon. Mm-hmm. I wish that some of the stories were canon, although it doesn't really matter if they are or not. I just, I really think that a lot of these stories can just join either canon or legends and be a thing or be a thing all their own. Like this could just be a total new offshoot of the universe that we deal with, or it could go into the led legends branding. That's fine. I don't think it has to be canon. I don't think it has to be legends. If it's star Wars, I'm going to consume it and be happy with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So my thoughts on this, I,
0: I know you have a lot of thoughts. I do.
1: I do. And I'm trying to think of the best way to start here because honestly, like my, My biggest like annoyance at the is mainly the fact that we're having this as a quote unquote debate. Mm -hmm. That so many people were so tightly focused on the answer to this question that the answer kind of becomes irrelevant. I'm like, why are we obsessing over this? Who the fuck cares? cares? (laughs) This was. This whole project was just such a breath of fresh air to be injected into Star Wars. It was so original. Mm -hmm. It took such a left Mm -hmm. turn from what we're used to seeing. And I loved it. They took a big, Mm -hmm. they were were willing to take a big swing. How many of us were complaining about how quote unquote safe Rise of Skywalker was in its entire premise. And this was them just absolutely swinging for the fences. Mm -hmm. So Marvel, I feel like we can't get into this without, Comparing to Marvel, this is Marvel is Disney's other kind of like super major property.
0: The humus, and, yeah.
1: And they just finished their first season of What If? This idea mm-hmm. that this multiversal story is that we are going to take the characters that you know and love, but we're going to put them in new situations and they're going to do different things and it has so much potential. And don't misread me, I liked What If a lot. Yeah. But I remember, I think Mm -hmm. it was Kevin Feige, and it was, like, right before What If actually started, he, like, came out and said, guess what? What If is technically MCU canon. And I was just like, did you have to say that? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't really care if it, I don't really care if it is or if it isn't, but it's just, like, do, do 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 you have to make that the point? whether right. or not it's canon is it's just irrelevant and how we obsess how obsessed we are it's just getting a little tiresome for me and this might be we're fi- I'm finally hitting that kind of like marvel fatigue that people have been theorizing that we will hit at some point it's just that mm-hmm. the mcu is so tightly controlled yes the idea that we were about to get something that's not quote unquote directly connected but then it was he came out and said yeah, yeah.
0: so which means they had to operate within a certain parameter. They had to operate. Those visions did not.
1: Yeah. And it's actually kind of interesting to me because also to see Star Wars do, especially comparing to Marvel, to actually do a lot closer to what DC has been doing for the past Mm -hmm. however many years. They have the DCEU or the Snyderverse or whatever you want to call it. And then they have other stuff. They have... They have Titans and Doom Patrol, which are kind of off on their own. They have the Arrowverse on TV. They have an animated Harley Quinn that is absolutely ridiculous and amazing. They just started a new Aquaman animated series that is hysterical. Um, it's on HBO Max. Check it out.
0: The <laughs> new just, Batman it, movie. There's a an- not connected it, to anything. There's another
1: Batman movie, and he and the, people were like obsessing over this. And I think Matt Reeves just said, "Whatever, it's on Earth too. Who cares?" <laughs> yeah and there's a the joker movie it's like, i don't care then there's the <laughs> entire animated universe check out yet another dc animated podcast to go through a bunch mm-hmm. of those and even within that they have other stuff they had kind of a, con- a continuous thing with the animated universe and then there are other ones there's a random batman animated movie where all where they just take all the characters and set them in victorian london why because someone thought it would be fun and fuck you
0: and they fit perfectly, and, they fit. In and like it a works. Jack the and the amazing. Or a Victorian London, and you don't have to be like,
1: "Oh, wait, how did he transport back there? And is there going to be some kind of portal to bring him back into like the main canon continuity?" No, no, no. It's just this fun is, for
0: yeah. the sake of it. <laughs> and it's just- a different Batman, everyone. It's Bruce Wayne on another universe. <laughs> yeah, and then that's it. And I just. Yep
1: it was just really nice to see Star Wars potentially start to move in that direction that we can do different things. We can do things mm-hmm. that are not in this tightly controlled Skywalker saga.
0: Exactly. And it might've been like an experiment to see how receptive people were to it. And I think people have been very receptive.
1: I they like these
0: new ideas. They like these new characters. They like a new take. And some of the just, things are a little off, which we'll talk about. Yeah, some of the things are in definitely each long. Episodes.
1: But if you want to just expand this out and then, hey, you know what? Maybe they come up with a really cool idea. And in the quote-unquote main canon, you figure out a way to incorporate it. Not like yes. you're trying to ret- retcon it into existence. <laughs> Wayfinders! <laughs> <laughs> See our published works. <laughs> yes. But I mean, even like back in High Republic, in the High Republic, they've been experimenting with a lot of different like lightsaber styles and then in, in, yes. in visions they took that idea and they ran with it to the max mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. they just did something really cool and like we that. just appreciate it for the fact that it was fun and i don't care <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> which, is, I
0: like, which is also hilariously
1: true. ironic i mean considering that we have <laughs> we are on a podcast talking about star wars and the star wars canon <laughs> the irony is not lost on me but
0: that's fine we we also have talked about legends and other things <laughs> a wide universe folks and it's very fun and very beautiful just dip your toe in and find out exactly what, i mean it doesn't matter if you like anime or not this is very star wars it's still like very every star wars. single every single story is very very star wars okay next <laughs>
1: next up.
0: our next question this is another very divisive thing apparently this has been especially right now where the show on netflix called squid game yeah has hit a controversial mark about whether to watch the dub or whether to watch the subtitles version. And for that, for a lot of live action stuff, I will always say watch the subtitle version because the dub on live action is terrible. <laughs> if you think the mouths not matching and animation is annoying, imagine watching live action mouths not matching. <laughs> the words, It's is horrendous. Please, everyone, watch Squid Game in Korean with the English subtitles.
1: I thought, but I thought part of the problem was that the subtitles were bad translations.
0: Yes, that too, and that <laughs> you can run into that too is that some of the subtitles are a bad translation, which is unfortunate. But at least it's better than a terrible dub. It's it's kind of like an if or then. Like if they do redo the subtitles, that would be interesting. So far I haven't run into anything that's like totally horrible with the subtitles, but I'm only on episode five. So hmm. maybe I'll come back later in visions and be like, oh damn, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for I tried to watch one of the dubbed and it was absolutely awful.
1: Wait, are you talking wait, are you talking about vision song or squid game?
0: Still squid game. Let's get back to visions. <laughs> okay.
1: No, because I remember I... the thing I remember the the piece I saw about it. Now great, I have not been following this super super closely. But the the thing I do remember seeing was that the complaint that somebody had about Squid Game was that these subtitles lose a bunch of the thing. And it wasn't it, yeah. that, the, that the dubbed. I mean, I don't even remember them mentioning the dubbed. They were just talking about the subbed.
0: Oh, and that might be like there's so many articles on it right now yeah. because it's so huge. Like it's such a big show. But I'm sure there are because no translation is going to be perfect, especially no. with a cultural like break. It really can be, like they say, lost in translation. You don't get the full extent of what the person is trying to say in another language as you would in the native language. Like, subtext, everyone. (laughs) We might be missing it if we watch shows from a foreign country, but still, like Visions, it's very good to try to immerse yourself in another culture's take on a tried and true story. I watched both the dub and the sub for Visions, I enjoyed both and like it really depends on the English voice cast some anime dubs are terrible (laughs) they're just (laughs) bad just so bad there's actually been a really good movement now that have like actual committed voice actors that are doing really great takes on dubbing anime they've just done a very strong job for this I I really liked the dub for like the subtitle versions with the original japanese actors were all amazing for visions some of the ones with the english voice cast i was like mm. <laughs> it's a little it's a little much we'll get more in depth on them but my probably least favorites were Allison bree and neil patrick harris and the twins i Mm, i don't they were too old they were a little too melodramatic even for anime and even for star wars but that <laughs> is for the episode of the twins that we'll be going for <laughs> how about you andrews
1: <laughs> so far i watched the dubbed i I mm. won't lie here guys i i am just not a fan of subtitles in general i think that Which they have their- a place they have a place i mm-hmm now usually i will end up watching subtitles if i am up at my parents house and they're watching something because they are absolutely starting to go deaf um and what did or... they just say <laughs> <laughs> wait
0: what yeah i didn't catch that either. yeah okay. i know
1: yeah <laughs> I, I know but if but we'll do the subtitles so you don't have to have the volume at like 90 <laughs> yeah. percent or if i'm like up at my brother's house he's got two kids running around so if someone can suddenly jump up next to you and start screaming like yes subtitles have a have a have a place there but i legitimately think the last thing that i watched voluntarily with subtitles was in the theater with pan's labyrinth (laughs) it was was a subtitled version of that that i saw in the theater i really just do not enjoy subtitles (laughs)
0: <laughs> so. And that's fine. I'm not a huge fan of subtitles either, unless it's a foreign film where it's like, I really want to hear the original actors do their takes on it. For anime, I don't mind as much just because the mouth movement I'm not watching as closely.
1: Also, to, for me, I mean, again, I, I'm not big into anime, but that
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think like most people, you know, my age, the introduction to the entire concept of anime was built around like Pokemon and the original Pokemon, cartoon dragon, for that. Ball z. dragon ball z and that it was almost like the gimmick of that
0: mm-hmm. was
1: was how the mouth would just kind of move and they're saying something entirely different
0: <laughs> yes yes they they have worked harder on that with like more modern serieses which is nice like yay good job guys production Woo. Mm-hmm. it's going great and i thought visions did a really good job on that too i think that the dub was very well done Even if I wasn't, like, as impressed by some of the performances, it still matched the animation really well. Thank you, Disney, for giving us animated Star Wars. (laughs) Okay, next. Do we want more visions? (laughs) Yes. I think both say yes. Yeah, do we have to ask this? I think that a lot of these could be their own series or own film. Mm -hmm. Like, a one-shot film or multiple seasons of television like f from the village bride lop from lop and Ocho, yeah the ninth jedi please just give us an entire fucking ruby series about the ninth jedi.
1: so yes definitely so for the ninth jedi i want like a feature length episode to just expand on the individual short itself like to expand mm. that particular story and then as a follow-up to have like a series moving forward so like a feature mm-hmm. length pilot and then move forward with a with like a weekly series for the night. So kind of like Clone Wars. Yeah, kind of like Clone Wars. I'll That'd talk be about amazing. I'll talk about my uh my headcanon connection to visions from Clone Wars later.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes! connections. Woo!
1: You know, I want B0B1 like, T will be one to have his own show and his own like discovery of humanity and what does it mean. And I want him to meet Roger from the Lego continuity. (laughs) And because Roger thought he was the first Jedi droid.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that would be so cute.
1: That would be adorable. I want Tatooine Rhapsody, not even necessarily like a full series, but just like a set of music videos and like internet shorts
0: based around Tatooine Rhapsody. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Like you were following their social media yeah like something. a behind
1: the music special every once in a while that'd be fun
0: video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> and you have the uh or like a trl and it's just Ooh. like random random star wars characters being like yes show me that video <laughs> yes <laughs> Find
0: Amazing.
1: out that Finn and Poe have been,
0: <laughs> have been jamming
1: have been jamming to it you know that Zeb and Callis go to the concert <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, they totally would go to the <laughs> Yes. Just just give me all of it. Like continue to play with these, continue to grow, continue to just to take more big swings. Like that is absolutely, mm-hmm. I think, what Star Wars needs.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: In addition to a Darth Bane trilogy <laughs> and the last part of the Sith series.
0: Yeah, I mean that too,
1: obviously. <laughs> and Darth Plagueis.
0: All of it. Just please go. Yeah. We're not asking for much just You've
1: got that Disney money. Let's uh let's make this happen.
0: Okay. Lastly, we usually end with recommendations, but for this episode since we're just kind of giving you an overview of what we're going to be doing, no recommendations this time.
1: Watch Visions, that's our recommendation. Yeah.
0: Watch Visions before you listen to us because <laughs> we will be spoiling Visions. Blanket spoiler warning for Visions moving forward. <laughs> You, I will probably be the one supplying the anime recommendation ideas, but I think Anders and Daniel will have some surprises in store. Absolutely. What to recommend?
1: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at YASWpod. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Hit that follow button. You can check out all the offerings in the Forgotten Entertainment family at ForgottenEntertainment.com. You can also find Colleen and I on the Bohemian Geek Studies podcast where we are diving into Star Wars Rebels. We are in season four, guys. We are heading for that end game. And then you can also head over to BohemianGeekStudies.com. Check out Colleen's book reviews. And then join us again next time when we start our really deep dive into visions with that first episode, The Duel. Bye, everybody.